Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Talk Podcast. Let's start today's episode off with some Chicago Bears news, some very recent news. We are hearing that wide receiver Allen Robinson is signing a three-year, $46 million deal with the Los Angeles Rams. So this is what will now be another player on a long list of players who are now leaving the Bears this offseason. And Robinson, a guy I think we all expected to leave, but still, uh, after his time in Chicago, you have to be very grateful, uh, and he should probably be very grateful as well, because in Chicago, uh, he turned into a top 10 receiver, so uh, best of luck to him in Los Angeles. He should do very well in that that system, because they have a good quarterback there in in, um, Matthew Stafford. They also have a good mix of other targets who they could use, as well as a very good uh, head coach who's going to know how to use him properly. So uh, that situation for Allen Robinson is going to be a good one. It was a thing I kind of predicted where I felt like he was always going to be linked to the Rams in some way, but now it's been confirmed. So that that team's going to be very good next season. We also learned that Jakeem Grant is going to be leaving the Bears. He is going to be signing with the Cleveland Browns on a three-year, $13.8 million deal. And this is one that I don't understand as much. You know, letting him walk is kind of confusing to me because I felt like Grant was, you know, if you put him in a in a full-time receiver role, he could be very good. And when you put him in the special teams, he's also very good. But this is not an absurd price for one of the best return men in football. And he's a guy, you know, if you give him a chance, he could. I think he could shock a lot of people. So getting rid of Grant does not make a lot of sense to me because the price is not outrageous. And he would have benefited this team very well. So that's something I don't really understand, as, uh, don't understand that much. And then Pat O'Donnell is also leaving. This time he's joining the Green Bay Packers after he spent his entire career in Chicago, which is this one kind of hurts a little bit more because I didn't think Pat O'Donnell was going to be somebody the Bears had to worry about replacing. I felt like there was really no chance he was going to leave. And for him to leave now is, is sort of a, a tough tough thing to hear. But at the same time, um, I think this will you know, give the Bears a chance to uh, you know, to make a move and try to replace uh, you know, replace him at the punter position. So uh, I think though know, this, this one kind of does hurt because I didn't think we really needed to worry about them losing him at all. So uh, losing him definitely does suck, especially to the Packers. That's you know, not something fun to hear. Uh, now we need to talk about the MLB. We heard a lot more news uh, in the MLB circles around free agency. We saw Freddie Freeman sign last night with the Dodgers. That will turn him into probably one of the, from one of the most liked players to probably the, one of the most hated players because anyone who joins the Dodgers, I feel like it's just going to get hated. Um, then we also saw Chris Bryant, the former Cub, sign a big contract with the Colorado Rockies, seven years, $182 million. This was a bit of a shocker because I feel like Chris Bryant would have been better suited to go to a team that's ready to contend now. And I think Colorado is just sort of turning or you no, know, just sort of starting their rebuild process, which is going to be a long one. Um, this is a move that I think is... No, he's going to be looking at as a sort of a money grab. Like he's already completed or he's already accomplished everything he needs to. He's won a World Series, won an MVP, won a Rookie of the Year. He's been an all-star many times. This is just his move to try and get the get the money that he can before he retires. And I feel like it's a move that's going to benefit him greatly for the Rockies. 
doesn't really make a lot of sense for a guy who's not really going to be able to contend or not going to be really able to contribute to a contending team for a very long time as this team will be very bad for a very long time in my guess so uh, it's a move that's sort of confusing for Colorado, but for Chris Bryant, it's a move that works out pretty well for him because he's going to get his money uh, and he'll be able to still compete uh, at a very high level, even though it's not really going to matter, I guess. We also have some other Cubs news. They have signed infielder Jonathan VR to a one-year $6 million deal. VR uh, had a really tough 2020 season. I feel like that's his, uh, no, the big thing we need to talk about is his 2020 year, where even in a short in a short, uh, I guess, short uh, time time period, in only 60 games, really struggled between both the uh, Blue Jays and the Marlins. But uh, this season with the Mets didn't look too bad. Actually, had a 2.42 uh, batting average and was pretty solid. Uh, you know, pretty solid as a switch hitter, and he's a pretty valuable piece, especially as a switch hitter. So, uh, you know, I think it's a you know, solid move for the Cubs. I don't really know where he's going to fit with the. Um, you know with the current infield looking the way it does but right now uh, I feel like this is a solid move for a guy who might not play every day but uh, is a guy who had a lot of teams don't trying to go after him and for him to come to the Cubs I feel like that says something about uh, how the Cubs are able to bring some of these top free agents in Speaking of the Cubs, uh, they're going to be starting their season today or their spring se- their spring training season today. They'll be taking on the Sox at 3:05 in uh, in where's the first game at? It's going to be uh, in Mesa in uh, Mesa, Arizona, and then they'll take on the Sox again in Camelback, Arizona. Both those games starting at 3:05 today. Uh, the lineups for both of those games for the Cubs uh, will have Zach Davies in center field for the first game at Camel or uh, Gats game. Game two, game one would be at uh, would be in Mesa, California, or in Mason, Mesa, Arizona. Uh, we'd have Vargas at second base, Jan Gomes at catcher, Brendan Davis in center field. That would be the first look uh, for Cubs fans at Brendan Davis at a major league level. Uh, Jared Young at first, Pete Crow Armstrong, another uh, top prospect, should be interesting to watch him. He'll be in left field. Uh, Chase Strumpf will be at third base. Donnie, uh, Donnie Dews will be in right field. Dixon Machado at short, and Trent uh, Gimabrone uh, will be at DH. And for the second game, uh, um, at Camelback Ranch, we'll have Zach Davis in center field, PJ Higgins at catcher, Andy Weber at second base, Nelson Maldonado at DH, Bryce Ball at first base, Levi Jordan at third, Darius Hill in right, Kevin Maid at a shortstop, and then DJ Artis at le- in a left field for the, the starting pitchers for both games. For the second game, it will be Ben Holmes. And for the first game, it'll be Kyle Hendricks. So he'll get his first crack at uh, some spring training action. They'll be taking on the Sox uh, for the Mesa, Arizona game. The starting pitcher will be Kyle Kubat for the Sox. We'll see Jermaine Mercedes uh, leading off at DH. Catcher Zach Collins, uh, Meeker Adolfo batting third in left field. Blake Rutherford in right. Danny Mendek at short. Uh, Luis Maez at first base. Yolbert Sanchez at second. Oscar Colas in center field. Should be interesting to watch him, the top um, the top international prospect. And then Brian Ramos will be at third. And then for the Camelback game, we will see Wes Benjamin get the start for the Sox. Jose Rodriguez will play at DH. Andrew Vaughn in right field, Gavin Sheets at first, Jake Berger at third, Dwight Smith Jr. in left, Romy Gonzalez at short, Zach Remillard at second, Sebi Zavala at catcher, and Yoelki Cespedes in center field. So that's actually a pretty interesting lineup if you ask me because you're going to see a, you know, 
Vaughn and Sheets obviously will be uh, big league contributors. Zavala, most likely the same thing. And then you'll get to see a lot of younger prospects like uh, Romy Gonzalez and Yoelki Cespedes. Um, so uh, pretty interesting stuff here uh, for both of these games for the Cubs and Sox. So it uh, should be interesting to watch all these uh, these top prospects play in this one. Uh, now let's turn to the Bulls, who announced today that Patrick Williams has been reassigned to the Windy City to the Windy City Bulls in the G League. So this is a great sign for the Bulls, definitely needing a lot of interior defensive presence, and Patrick Williams will give you that. Uh, he's been out most of the season with that broken wrist, so it's good uh, to finally get him back in the G League, finally get him ready for some uh, for some NBA action. So that's a good sign because the Bulls struggled last night against the Utah Jazz. They lost 125 to 110 the defense wasn't horrible in this game I felt like um no when you're trying to guard Donovan Mitchell it's never going to be easy it's never going to be easy at all uh but then I felt like Rudy Gobert down low sort of had his way with uh with Nikola Vucevic didn't really play all that great he was a minus 18 when he was on the field when he was uh, on the court Nikola Vucevic he also went 0 for 6 from three-point range so uh, it's kind of how I predicted it was going to go, that Vucevic was going to be dominated down low by Rudy Gobert. And um, this is another big reason why we need Patrick Williams back, because he can help on the boards. Uh, but Nikola Vucevic, you know, once again struggled down low against a better uh, better, um, a better big man. You know, 11 rebounds in this one, one assist, 10 points, Go- Gobert. 20 rebounds and 14 points in this one so he wants no it's it's sort of how i predicted it would go you know he just struggled down low against a a very good defensive player and uh no he he, no you couldn't you couldn't benefit off that no you're not going to help your team at all when you're constantly getting dominated down low so uh, another bad game for the bulls this is now their second straight loss in a row they fall to 41 and 28 on the year they now sit in fifth place in the eastern conference as the celtics have passed them up so the Bulls just need to stay above the Cavaliers, who are 39 and 30, so that did, so that they don't have to uh, play in the play-in tournament. But right now, things are not looking good for the Bulls at all because this was a this was a pretty bad game from them. Their next game is going to be against the Suns tomorrow at nine o'clock. Another really difficult game because the Suns currently sit in first place in the West. They are seven and three in their last ten and have won their last three. They've only lost eight games at home all season, so. This is not going to be an easy game at all. This is going to be a game that the Bulls are going to have to play flawless basketball, and I don't really think they're going to be able to do that. Then we also have some news on some uh, Hawks trade rumors. Dominic Kubelik has apparently uh, been on the trade block for a while now. The two teams in the running to get him are the Anaheim Ducks and the Edmonton Oilers, two Pacific teams. Um, right now, I think the Hawks would honestly you know, not get a horribly amazing uh, no, not get a great return for him. Probably a mid-round pick. Uh, but at the same time, uh, no, there's there's a lot of you know teams out there who are asking even below that. Who are asking you know for for very little in uh, in return would get Dominic Kubalik. I just don't really see the reason why uh, no why the Hawks would really keep Kubalik is the thing. I don't I don't see a reason why to keep him around. He's 26 years old, and yes, he does have. A lot of potential but he is so streaky he's so inconsistent that it just makes it too tough to keep him around you can't really play him in top minutes because he can't score at a top no at a top efficient no at a very efficient rate that's why it's so difficult to play him in top line minutes but 
either way, uh, I think you know getting Kubalik out here out of you know Chicago would be great for the Hawks. They you know wouldn't get something great in return, but at the same time, uh, you know could give him a chance to win elsewhere. And you no, know, it would be something if you were to trade him away. So uh, that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you guys tomorrow.